Welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Covers podcast. This is the GCG coming at you. Uh, riding solo here. Uh, Proto Papa should have a part two of the week six picks uh, episode of his own. Uh, so he, you all will get to hear his uh, beautiful melodic tones giving you picks um, at some point today. So uh, there's that. And then this will be my picks for... Week six college football against the spread. Uh, last week, I just on the reaction show. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead, go tune in. Um, it was a tough week. Couple games under five hundred for uh, me, and only one game under five hundred for Proto Papa. So he hung in there. I dropped a, a few, four or five, I think, under five hundred. But hey, you know, we pick every game. There's some games we just don't like, uh, and we try to let you know the ones we don't like clearly. Try to let you know, uh, I don't really have a feel for this, and there you have it. So take it for what it's worth, um, you know, and then we try to kind of point out the games we do like. So um, I still did pretty good on the games I did like. Uh, <laughs> how I always really, really keep track of that, too, is always, like, just pop a parlay of my favorite games in that I point out and see how it did. So, um, and then I try to remember which ones I kind of steered you in the wrong direction on and address it on the reaction show and usually bitch about how the coach or the team fucked me over because uh, I'm a salty little dude. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, hey, them's a the breaks. So you guys gamble. You guys know how it goes sometimes. So we're still over 500 for the season, both of us picking every single game. So that's not too bad. And, and man, I addressed it on the reaction show, but this year is just – uh, one of the most difficult years I've I've ever seen, just not even from purely a gambling standpoint, but just like trying to figure out what teams are the real deal and, and, and who's fraudulent. It's it's just it's anybody can win at any given moment. It seems like it's it's you know, this is two straight weeks. Georgia struggled. Now against advanced way inferior competition, you know, Missouri was on the road. So I guess there's that, but, um, you know, Kent state was between the hedges the week before, uh, in Athens. So two straight weeks, they've struggled and they were the ones that I was kind of like, Oh, this team's fucking dominant. Like everyone else is kind of just pedestrian or, or a little, you know, Ohio state and Alabama. I've been saying they're, they're, they're really good teams. They're, they're your typical Alabama and Ohio state teams. Um, but Georgia was looking like, you know, a level above them. And then there was USC coming in after those teams where I'm like, okay, this team has a lot of talent. They're winning games, but there's still something about them that I'm questioning, you know, but they look good. So uh, after those four, it's legitimately just a week-to-week basis. Like I have no idea sometimes with <laughs> like who is the real legitimate team and, and nobody wants to step up, you know, like you got that – and. I, it's an example that maybe isn't great because this conference to this division is like this year after year after year. But, um, you know, you got the hurricanes, like you, you could have had a good year. Okay. Whatever. Maybe you drop that A&M game, but like there's, there's talent on that team. And, and honestly you could have won that A&M game. It was a week after they lost to app state, a G five team rolls into there. It rolls in there and beats them on, on Kyle field, you know, um, this is a very beatable AM team. Mississippi State just beat them by what 18 points, or yeah, I believe it was 18. So 
it's just you know these teams can't step up to the plate and just take the next the next leap you know to to become a potential threat like especially in the coastal when when Clemson yeah they're probably going to make the conference championship but they're beatable this year like all you have to do is win your stupid games and beat teams so Miami you know fine you dropped that AM game but you, you could have survived that uh but then you lose at home to MTSU like what is happening what is happening <laughs> um you know, North Carolina, you can't man up and, and play a down Notre Dame team just one time in your program's history to, to make some noise this year. Nope, can't do it. Um, the SEC East, where everybody's, you know, finally coming up a little bit, but none of them can quite, like, crest that hill. Like, Tennessee, like, I really think they could be the one this year, even though it's really hard to buy in on that because people tell you Tennessee's like good all the time and they're, they're actually not. <laughs> um, but I'm a Hendon Hooker believer. Like, I think that dude's legit. And I think Heupel's, you know, got the team kind of going the right direction. And then they almost shit the bet on that Florida game. <laughs> and and then like, you know, geez, you were 11 and a half point favorites. Like, just get this thing done. And you had it, you were rolling and then you let them all the way back and they, they almost won the damn thing. So, and that's a down Florida team. They're, they're not quite there yet under Billy Napier. He's got some work to do there before they're a real threat. So I don't know if Kentucky drops the game on the road, like they still can't just beat a big 10 West team uh, in their own stadium. It, it's just, it's crazy. Like I don't, I, the, the PAC 12, in the Big 12 really need like USC and uh, Oklahoma State to just step up, run the table, and get in the fucking playoff. Like, you guys, <laughs> you got to get some representation. You wonder why there's only going to be two conferences, two major conferences here real soon. There's going to be the two super conferences, the SEC and the Big 10. And everybody thinks this big playoff, this expanded playoff, is going to give more conferences shots. That's not how it's going to be. Unless you guys win your damn games, just flat out, they're gonna give extra teams in the Big Ten or the SEC opportunities for those playoff spots before they give them to the Big Twelve, to the Pac Twelve, um, and the ACC, and that's just how it is. And then all the other teams, they're gonna just keep trying to go to that conference because they want a shot too. And eventually, there's just gonna be two fucking conferences. Kind of sounds like the NFL, right? Yeah. That's what they're going for. I don't know why. I'm not going to turn this into a show about bitching about that. But what I'm getting at is these programs better start figuring out how to win some damn games before it's too late and you get left sitting on the shoreline just watching everybody else go off on the cruise ship. Um, even if that cruise ship is the Titanic, because why would you just turn the college football into the NFL? I said I wasn't going to do it. I said I wasn't going to do it. I won't get into it. But all right. Uh, let's start off. Let's pick some games for week six. Let's let's get going. Let's have a bounce back week and uh, make it more like week four where we both rolled about 10 games over 500. So, um, all right, Friday, October 7th, we're going to start off with a wonderful little game between Mickey Joseph's Nebraska Cornhuskers, uh, giving three points to Greg Schiano and the Rucker Scarlet Knights. Um, I'm going to lay the three here. Nebraska's 5-0 all-time in their matchups against uh, Rutgers. Uh, You know, Shiano has this Rutgers team playing as good as they can play, but they're still not good. 
Uh, Wimstat missed the last game. That puts Noah Vedral back at quarterback. So watch that status. If it's if it's Vedral, Jesus, just hammer the Nebraska game or team because that dude sucks. Completely sucks. But um, let me see if I can aimlessly talk about the next few games and look up uh, Noah Vedral. I forgot to do that because uh, it's not often you have to look up. I'm sorry, Garrett Wims, Wimstat. Oh God, it doesn't even like come up very fast when you're looking. Uh, next game's going to be Houston at Memphis. Memphis minus three. Uh, <laughs> Nebraska's prepping for multiple Rutgers quarterbacks, including one tough dude, Noah Vedral. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't look like anybody knows. It doesn't really matter, honestly, because they're not good. But Wimstat's a little. A little higher of a ceiling play. Vedral, you know, he may be one tough dude, but he's not a good quarterback. Uh, Nebraska minus three is my play there, no matter what. Memphis minus three at home in the Liberty Bowl against Houston. Um, flat out, that line's just about where I think it should be. Um, right right on, on par. Now, I know Memphis has looked a lot like the much better team this year so far. But in all actuality, like Memphis really hasn't beaten anybody they uh they've played a lot of home games now. Uh, they went on the road. They played Mississippi State. They lost that game. You know, um, th- now there is something too. Memphis has won five of the last six in this series. E- even going to Houston, which is impressive, because Memphis really sucks when they hit the road. Um, and they've won three straight at the Liberty Bowl. So, um, I think the line they nailed it. Houston's played close games every single week, even though they suck and they can't win them <laughs> they've played uh you know overtime games and close games every single week so i'm gonna take the three or anything over three uh i will take but once you get under that i'm, I'm kind of thinking i don't know how you really call for houston on the outright upset like yeah they're probably the better team um they're definitely the better roster they really are it's just they haven't shown anything to, to show you that they're gonna just storm into the liberty bowl which is a really tough place to play Honestly, one of the best G5 home environments that there is. Um, they haven't really showed me anything to say that they're just going to roll in there and win. Now they can, like I said, they are the better roster, but I don't know. If it's three or over, I'm taking Houston. Um, you know, you can money line sprinkle if you feel like it, but um, I wouldn't go crazy. We'll just put it that way. Uh, Nevada against Colorado State. Here's a fun one. Uh, Jay Norvell running back. Uh, to play in Reno, faces old team Nevada. Uh, Nevada's off the bye week, so there is that. Uh, Colorado State, I believe, was on a bye week as well last week. Um, we haven't seen them since they got absolutely shit-wrecked by Sacramento State from the FCS. So um, here's the thing. I, like, I don't feel like I should be confident laying three and a half with Nevada against anybody at home or not, but... I think they're going to be clearly like really up for this game and and really have fun embarrassing this Colorado State team that's already down. People are already leaving the program. Like it's not been good there this year. They, yeah, they could turn around. You know, they still have a lot of talent, but um, they haven't showed me anything yet saying that they're going to do that this year. So I'm going to lay the three and a half with the Wolf Pack, and uh, I, I don't really know how you go the other way on it. To be honest, Colorado State's looked absolutely pathetic. I mean. You got Nevada in a revenge spot at home, given three and a half. They were they were about that big of a dog when they played Sacramento State at home. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I just I, – I don't know how you don't lay the points there, I guess. San Jose State minus seven against UNLV. Uh, this game is at in, in San Jose. Uh, San Jose State's, like, wrecked this team as of late, even though, you know – I mean, San Jose State, Sparty, Spartans, they've been good um, for the last few years, but not, like, over a decade, which they are 10 – they've won 10 of their last 12 against UNLV. So they randomly have played this team, like, really, really well. Uh, I know UNLV is much better this year, but something's telling me this, – this line is tough. Like, I'd really like it to be under a touchdown. I'm going to lay the seven, but it's very close to seven-point game, I feel like. Uh, so that's the side I'm on, San Jose State minus seven, but that line feels about right to me. Michigan at Indiana. Indy is – this is their homecoming. Michigan's on the second leg of a back-to-back, and Michigan has Penn State on deck. So this is uh, – you're coming off the Iowa game. You have Indiana sandwich spot right in the middle. Uh, on the road, nonetheless, <laughs> go into Bloomington. So that'll be a lot of fun. And you got Penn State sitting there undefeated on deck. So this is a sandwich spot for Michigan. I'm going to take the 22 points uh, with Indiana. I feel okay about it. Not not like one of my top plays on the day, but I feel all right about Indiana catching the 22. It's a pretty good spot. Um, you know, you got to be careful. Michigan could absolutely fuck them up, but uh, a lot of times in college teams, they don't have the focus to, to pay attention to these spots. So I'm going to take Indy catching over three touchdowns uh, on their homecoming. Tennessee length three uh, in Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge. Um, honestly, I think this LSU team, I keep saying it, they were my favorite over-under play of the offseason, LSU over seven. And so far what I've seen has made me extremely worried about that bet. I, I don't think this team's good. Um, they've been playing, you know, really good defense, but their offense is completely inept. Uh, Brian Kelly has somehow turned them into like a downgraded version of what he had at Notre Dame, where they're just really good on defense and in nothing special on offense at all. And one thing about that that Notre Dame team is they couldn't win the big games. Now, this is a home game against a Tennessee program that typically uh, struggles against LSU as a program. LSU has won five straight in this matchup, uh, and, and now you're going on the road. But it's it's a noon kick. It's not a night game. Uh, so that's that's a pretty big deal when you're talking Tiger Stadium. Night games at LSU, uh, a whole different animal than a noon kick. So I'm laying the three with Tennessee. I think they're the much better team. They're off the bye week. Um, I, I got to say, I feel all right about it. I, I don't know how you wouldn't. It's... I don't want to be the person that buys into Tennessee too early, but I don't feel like it's too early. I feel like I've waited. I've bided my time. I know that this LSU team is should not be ranked. They're not good enough to be ranked. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to lay the three with Tennessee. I feel pretty good about it. TCU laying seven in Lawrence, Kansas, playing the Jayhawks. Um TCU's coming off the big win over Oklahoma. They've won uh, nine of the last ten times they've played Kansas. But last year was only by three points with Leopold there. So um, I know it's TCU's a different story this year. It's a whole different animal this year. TCU's looking really, really, really good. Um, but so is Kansas. College game days here. Uh, here's the thing, dude. I've been fading this Kansas team 
when I'm the one who's been supporting them all year, uh, I was the one in the offseason saying I like their over. I think this is going to be a much improved team. I didn't think they were going to start off 5-0. and I'm, I'm not going to say that. But um, I thought they were going to be much improved. And then I keep fading them on these lines because I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know that I can buy that Kansas, like Leipold, turn this team around like this this fast. Um but here, I'm not fading them here. I'm taking the touchdown. I'm taking anything a touchdown or more with the Jayhawks. I, I don't 100% know that they win this game outright because this is going to be a really, really tough game. I don't blame you if you bet it outright. If you bet it money line, I personally am not going to. Uh, we'll just put it that way. I'm going to take the points a touchdown or more. But uh, TCU's looking like the real deal. I might have been very, very wrong about Sonny Dykes and the Horn Frogs. So, um, little worried about that little worried about it uh let's go Jayhawks though I hope I hope they get it done Arkansas the Razorbacks coming off the big loss to Alabama even though uh, Bryce Young went down in the first half still gets shit wrecked um and they are going to play Mississippi State uh and in Starkville this is uh Mississippi State's laying eight Arkansas following Bama what do we know about teams after they play Bama uh, usually they get wrecked there. It's a body blow for an entire game, etc. We all know that's that. Um, this is homecoming in Starkville. But Arkansas won this game by three last year. I think Mississippi State's going to get this win, uh, especially with that Swiss cheese secondary for the, um, for the Razorbacks. But here's the deal. Um, eight? That line's getting a little high. Um, I don't think I can lay eight between these two teams. They're not separated by that much. I know it's a bad spot for Arkansas, but um, eight points is just, it's too much. I'm going to, I'm going to take the points there. Nothing money line, no way. Uh, I, I'm not even entirely confident in taking the eight to be honest, but um, it just feels like laying too many points if I would lay that eight. But what doesn't feel like laying too many points is Florida, the Gators laying 11 points against the Missouri Tigers. Now, um, Missouri won this game last year, actually. They've won three of the last five, so they've kind of owned Florida lately. Um, but they're coming off of kind of a heartbreaking loss in the final four minutes of the game against Georgia last week. And uh, now they got to hit the road, go to the swamp. This is homecoming for Florida. They're on kind of a short week. They played Sunday due to the uh, Hurricane Ian. So it is kind of a short week, but they played Sunday against Eastern Washington. They beat the holy hell out of them. So I don't think that's going to have a huge, huge impact. Um, I think Florida will be ready for this game. I'm going to lay the 11 points. Missouri just off of a really tough loss last week that uh, could have could have really redefined their whole season if they would have won that game, but they didn't. And, and uh, yeah. Uh, you got the freshman Luther Burden the third. He's like wiping his Twitter clear of everything Missouri. I don't think things are healthy there in that Missouri locker room. I'm surprised they kept it close last week, um, but I, I don't know if there's going to be much fight in that team going forward. And, and we'll see. We'll see this week. I'm laying the 11 with Florida. Texas laying seven points in the Red River shootout against Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's won this game seven of the last ten times. Um, and yes, I did call it the Red River Shootout. I'm always going to call it the Red River Shootout because that's the name of this rivalry game. It's not that offensive to just say the word shootout. Uh, fuck you, 2022. Um, anyway, uh, Texas slang seven. Yeah, uh, I believe Quinn Ewers is going to be back. Hopefully he's got that same dog in him that I was seeing against uh, 
against Alabama where he looked like the real deal. Um, I don't know. I, it's just I, I'm laying the points with Texas. I Oklahoma, they just haven't looked good. Um, their defense is really really bad. Texas, I'm not a big Texas guy. I think they're gonna go like bowling, maybe win seven games, but um, they're not great this year. It's just, but they've looked like the way better team so far. You can't deny that. Uh, they they put up the fight against uh, Alabama, even when Ewers went down. They just beat the holy hell out of uh, West Virginia last week. Um, I, I don't know what I'm seeing out of this Oklahoma. And, and you could call it a bounce back, get right game for Oklahoma. But I don't know. They've lost two straight pretty handily to Kansas State um, and to TCU. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not touching this team right now. I know it's a rivalry game. The One of the biggest rivalry games we got going in this sport. Um, but I think Texas is flat out the better team. And I think uh, – if Ewers gets rolling, this Texas team feeling pretty good about themselves, smell of blood in the water, I think they're going to put the pedal to the metal and lay it on this Sooners team. And I have not seen anything from this Sooners defense that tells me they'll be able to stop them. Um, Purdue at Maryland. Maryland laying three points. <laughs> um, never thought I would say that. Like Maryland is just like a favorite in the Big Ten all the time now. Weird. This is the second leg of a back-to-back -back road trip for Purdue. Um, but here's the thing. I think Purdue's kind of feeling good after that Minnesota win. I'm taking the three points. I feel pretty damn good about this one, actually. I'm, I'm definitely taking the three points with Purdue. But I'd say uh, sprinkle a little on the money line. I think Purdue uh, might be rising to the, the cream of the crop in the Big Ten West. So um, I know Maryland's a Big Ten East team, but I'm just saying they still need conference wins. I think this is two teams that are about even. Um and I'm just going to fade Maryland in that situation. I, I I don't know, man. Come on. It's Maryland. <laughs> I'm still playing this game. Uh, Protopapa faded his Maryland terms last week, and it cost him. <laughs> so um, I'm fading him again this week, though. I was on him last week against Sparty because I think Sparty really sucks. Uh, but I'm taking I'm, – I'm beep, beep, boiler up, man. Let's do this thing. Let's get it done. I'm taking the three, and I'm probably saying Purdue's going to win on the money line. Uh, Virginia home catching three off of Louisville, the Cardinal. Um, pay attention to Malik Cunningham's status for this game. I'm hearing that he is day-to-day. -day. This is homecoming for Virginia, second leg of a back-to-back -back for Louisville. Um, and UVA has won this thing uh, three of the last four times. So I'm taking the three points with Virginia. If Cunningham doesn't play, I'm going to feel really smart. But even if Cunningham plays, I, I don't know. This, this Louisville team sucks, and this is the second leg of a back-to-back -back for them. I don't trust them in this spot. I'm taking the three points with UVA, even though I think they absolutely suck too. Um, nothing I'm crazy about. Let's be clear about that. Eastern Michigan at Western Michigan. You're out there in Kalamazoo uh, for a battle of directional Michigan schools, and Western Michigan's laying five. Um, honestly, I think... I think the wrong team's probably favored here. Eastern Michigan's won the last three matchups in this little uh, rivalry we've got. I think they're the better team, so I'm taking the five points. Yeah, you can go ahead, sprinkle a little on the money line. That's no big deal. Um, you don't get rich betting Mac road teams, so just keep that in mind. Uh, but I don't think this Western Michigan team is as good as this Eastern Michigan team, just flat out. I don't think they are. So I'm going to take the five points with Eastern Michigan. Buffalo laying two and a half uh, at Bowling Green. So 
Joint L. Perry Stadium. Pretty cool stadium name there. Uh, it's about exactly what you'd expect Bowling Green to play in. Uh, Bowling Green won this game last year. Uh, they're catching two and a half off Buffalo this year. Buffalo's been looking a little better. Bowling Green looks a lot like Bowling Green, but I'm going to take the home team here in the MAC. I, I'm just going to take the points and and tell you that I hate this game. Moving on, Akron sticking in the MAC. Akron at OU, Ohio University. Uh, Ohio is laying minus uh, eleven and a half. Homecoming for OU. They've won four of the last five matchups against Akron, but they were a much different team. Um, you don't want to lay 11 and a half with OU in any situation right now. So I'm taking the points with Akron. I don't feel amazing about it, but Akron could outright win this game and it wouldn't surprise me at all, even on the road. So, um, 11 and a half feels like too many for OU to lay against even an FCS team, uh, uh, taking the points with Akron, Georgia state in the rivalry game against Georgia Southern Georgia state laying two and a half, um, Second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Georgia Southern. Georgia State is coming off playing the triple option, playing Army, which is usually a spot I do like to fade teams uh, after they spend a whole game getting gut-punched by a triple option team. Um, however, this Georgia State team, this is the last time I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride Georgia State. Georgia Southern, um, I, I'm still not a believer in them. Georgia State, I still think they should be a good team. Now, they sucked at the beginning of last year, too, and they turned it on late, and they ended up winning some games. I think the same thing could happen for them this season, but it's got to start you know, with that Army game that they inexplicably just beat the shit out of Army when I didn't really think that, that game was going to go that way at all. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to roll a little bit here. I think they got to get going. I think they're a good team. They're too good of a team to be as bad as they've been playing, so... Um, and I'm still not believing in Georgia Southern. So I'm laying the two and a half with Georgia State. I'm going to go with it. I feel all right about it. There's there's a little thing gnawing in the back of my head that's telling me I've been fading Georgia Southern too many too many times. Um, but I'm, I'm still going to do it. I'm, I'm not trusting Clay Helton here in the spot. <laughs> Fucking Clay Helton. Uh, USF at Cincy in Nippert Stadium, Cincinnati. The Bearcats laying 27 and a half. This is homecoming for Cincy. Uh, flat out, like... I don't know. Um, USF's done. You know, last week they were displaced. They were in Baton Rouge uh, because of Hurricane Ian. They got their ass whipped by ECU. That was one of my favorite games of the week. Um, And now they got to go up to Ohio and play Cincy and Nippert. You're starting to get fall weather up there. I mean, I could tell you I still have my hometown um, on my weather app. Let's see what the weather's looking at. Currently in Boardman, Ohio. It is 37 degrees in Youngstown. So uh, by Saturday, you got a high of 55 on Saturday. That tells you all you need to know. <laughs> you got Florida boys going up north to play a physical Cincinnati team in 55 degree weather. Uh, it's fall weather. Get your get your pumpkin spice, your marshmallows, your hot cocoa. Uh, get your get your bonfires ready. But USF now they got to try to get up for this game up there against a the physical Cincy team. I'm laying the 27 and a half with the Bearcats. Um, I, I don't love it, obviously, but there's no way I take U, U, USF in really any scenario. Jeff Scott, he's on his way out the door. This uh, this probably isn't going to help. <laughs> Auburn at Georgia between the hedges. Uh, Sanford Stadium in Athens. Um, Georgia's laying 29 points and, and anything could happen in this game. They could win by 100. They could they could 
I don't know, maybe be a close game. Auburn's a shit rack. It's just shit show. Everything's everything's going downhill. Um, I'm taking the 29 with Auburn. I'm going to take the points, but I don't feel good about it. They, the, this team's done. They they don't look good, um, and that's all there is to it. I, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of points. I'm still getting a little hung up on the name Auburn, seeing them catching almost 30 and being like, uh, yeah, I'm going to take that. But that could be the general consensus on things. It's, 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 it's also Georgia has played really like pretty pedestrian football the last two weeks in a row. So I'm kind of playing that mindset too, that I haven't seen them look good in a couple weeks. So why am I going to lay 29 points? Um, but just keep them. This is not a play I like a lot. I'll put it that way. Texas Tech going to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State, the Cowboys. Uh, second leg of a back-to-back for Texas Tech. Oklahoma State shut out Texas Tech last year, 23 to nothing. I don't think they're going to shut them out this year, but I am laying the 9.5 with Mike Gundy's crew. Um, again, I'm not obsessed with this play, but I don't know. I don't really know how you go the other way. Texas Tech, they, they look pretty average. I mean, they look they look better than I expected them to if I'm being honest. They do. Um but Oklahoma State's looked like a really legitimate team and and I I don't know. I I just I'm bought in. I'm bought in on what Gundy's doing there with this team. I think they are the cream of the crop of the Big 12. Um and I think they can get this spot done. Like I said, not one of my favorite picks, but um I wouldn't feel comfortable going the other way. That's for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the nine and a half with OK State, um, and let's let's get Mike Gundy. He's got to be about fifty now. He's a man. He can get this done. On to the next game: Utah giving four and a half to UCLA in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Utah's won this game five straight, um, pretty handily every time. Obviously, honestly. Um, USC's on deck for Utah, so it is a little look-ahead spot, but I don't think you're really looking ahead uh, from Chip Kelly and UCLA, um, especially with them being undefeated. I know they haven't played anybody, but they're undefeated. Um, this feels dangerous laying four and a half with Utah in this spot, but I can't help but like this one. Um, they're just the way better team. Uh, they have the more physical team by far, by far. And I'm not a believer in this UCLA team this year. So um, I know they got the win over Washington last week. Washington, another team that's not quite there yet at an elite level. So they beat them by eight. Good for you. Um, I was on that one, but I'm on Utah here. And, and I do feel as good as I can feel about taking Utah on the road against another decent team in a look-ahead spot with USC on deck. So um I'm laying the four and a half with Utah kind of comfortably, but um, I wouldn't like bet the house on it, but I feel all right about it. This is, this is one of the games that's up towards the top of the list. Um, Not quite at the top, but you know, maybe somewhere close to one of my top five plays of the week Uh, laying the four and a half with the Utes Liberty laying 20 and a half, 24 and a half, sorry, against UMass. This is second leg of a back to back for Liberty. Now they did win this game 62 to 17 last year. Um, However, I'm going to take the points with UMass. Uh, I don't love it, obviously. I don't know how you could, but it's just a weird spot. I, I don't know really how Liberty gets up for that game, but they, they might not have to. They might just be that much better. Um, let's get on to the next game, Wisconsin. Paul Christ fired. A lot of people upset about that. Wins nine games every year. Uh, 
not looking like they were going to win nine games this year. Um, <laughs> and really, they have not been that dominant Wisconsin program for, for a long time. I, I think, you know, I, I am a person, like with guys like Kirk Ferentz and stuff, I, I am a person that for a while, you know, I will say things like that. Like I did it with Bo Pelini when he was winning nine or ten games at Nebraska and they fired him. What I will say, though, is when something gets way too stagnant to where I think it's going to affect your program for a long time, like Paul Christ, like, you know, the best year Wisconsin ever had. They had Russell Wilson. They got him. They, he transferred there from NC State, um, and they they were a legit, legit contender. They, I don't know why they're not doing that more often, finding a quarterback and, and just getting some kind of passing game I think to an extent you, you kind of did have to punish Paul Christ for not just adapting to the time. So um, Jim Leonard, the, the, the D coordinator, you know, one of the best D coordinators in the sport, he takes over his interim. I know some players were pretty upset about Paul Christ getting fired, but here's the deal. Um, I don't think we're going to see a huge drop off definitely from where the team was already at, honestly. Um, and you might get that random spot like where Rolovich was fired at Washington State last year and the team was kind of upset about it, but they still performed well. Um, I think you might kind of get that with Jim Leonard. Like, I think he's a good enough coach that uh, Wisconsin's going to show up here. Northwestern, not a very good football team uh, at all. So I'm going to lay the 10 with Wisconsin. I, I think they can, can still control this game uh, and maybe win it like 12 nothing. <laughs> um, Virginia Tech at Pitt. Pitt laying 14 and a half currently. I am going to lay the points. This is second leg of a back-to-back for Virginia Tech. They look terrible. This is homecoming for Pitt. They're coming off of a loss to a team that just got their coach fired in uh, Georgia Tech. So I like the bounce-back spot for Pitt here. Um, I'm going to lay the points. East Carolina travels to Louisiana to play Tulane. Tulane's laying three and a half. It looks like Michael Pratt should be back for Tulane this week. Um, second leg of a back-to-back for the ECU Pirates. Uh, Tulane's won this matchup three of the last four times, but they're coming off a really big win in Houston against the Cougars. Uh, I'm taking the three and a half with ECU, and I feel, I feel all right about that one. I feel pretty good about that one. Um, I don't think these teams are separated by more than a field goal for sure. I wouldn't really, like if it wasn't the second leg of a back-to-back, I'd feel much better about Moneyline. But I definitely wouldn't be surprised if ECU just outright won this game. I know Tulane's looking good, but I'm not 100% a believer in them, you know, bouncing back off of a 2-10 and season and just rolling all the way to the finish line. So um, I'm going to take the points with ECU here. Tulsa laying six, uh, playing Navy at, um, you know, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium um, in Annapolis. So uh, six points they're laying, and and that feels like you should be pretty comfortable laying that with Tulsa. However, I'm going to say this. Navy's won six of the seven last seven matchups uh, straight up, which is pretty much the record for, like, Montgomery's entire tenure. So Montgomery clearly struggles against the triple option. Tulsa's coming off of that hard-fought game against Cincy last week. I think Tulsa is the much better team, but I think uh, Montgomery, like I said, he struggles against the triple option. I don't really love the spot. I'm going to take the points with Navy here. I'm going to take the six in Annapolis. Central Michigan University laying eight and a half uh, on homecoming against Ball State. Um, Central Michigan won this game by 20 last year. I'm going to lay the points with them here. Uh, They have not looked good. They have not looked like a good team. They're one of the more disappointing teams, especially in the MAC. 
uh, for what I thought they would be. But I think they kind of get things right a little bit here. I think they roll this Ball State team. I'm going to lay the points. Toledo laying five and a half against NIU. This is homecoming for NIU. NIU did win this game outright last year. Tough loss on the road against Ball State in, in Muncie, Indiana last week for NIU. But um, I think they keep this one close at home. Uh, I, I think it's somewhere around a field goal game. I don't know that they're necessarily going to win it outright, but it certainly wouldn't surprise me. I'm taking the five and a half with NIU uh, in that matchup. Kent State laying six on the road, uh, playing Miami of Ohio. This is homecoming for Miami of Ohio. Uh, Kent won this game last year uh, by one point. Miami owns the all-time series, though, 50-18 to 18 over the Golden Flashes. Uh, I'm taking the six points with Miami of Ohio. This feels really easy to me. Um, I know Kent State's like a really good Mac school. They, they, they are, but, um, you know, and I know Miami, they lost to Buffalo last week, so there is that, but I don't know. It's the Mac, and that shit happens. I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched, honestly. I think they're they're square up evenly matched, so um, I don't really get Kent State laying six on the road. That feels like way too many points, so I'm taking the six with the with the Red Hawks there. Middle Tennessee, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they won that one outright. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Middle Tennessee State traveling to play UAB. B, UAB is laying nine and a half. This is homecoming for UAB coming off the uh, stupid loss against Rice. Now that was like one of my favorite games of the week last week that I missed on. I thought the team would be up for a revenge spot after Rice cost them a chance to play for the conference USA championship last year, but then they go and they lose outright to Rice. So there we have it. Um, UAB laying nine and a half. That, that seems like a lot of points, but I've watched uh, UTSA in middle Tennessee and I, I'm not impressed by the line play of Middle Tennessee, and UAB, as of late, has had really good line play. So I'm going to say UAB gets this one done and covers. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Blazers in this matchup. Ohio State laying 26.5 against Michigan State. Ohio State has won six straight in this matchup. They won last year 56-7. to Look, this feels like a fuck ton of points to lay on the road. Ohio State's first road game of the year somehow. Um but I, I, Michigan State's just terrible. They suck. I, I don't know. Maybe they get up for this spot because things are going so badly there. But I'm, I'm not betting on the random chance that Michigan State gets up. Ohio State honestly should win this game by 30 or more. Um, I'm, I'm laying the points. I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I can't take Michigan State here. I just can't. Ole Miss laying 18.5 against Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt's off the bye. This was only a 14-point game last year. They are uh, quote-unquote cross-division rivals. You know how they make those stupid matchups that take place every year, and you're just like, why'd you pick this one? <laughs> this is kind of one of those games. Um, I'm going to take the 18.5 with Vandy. I don't feel great about it, but um, it feels like a few too many points for the matchup. And be, being at home, being off a bye week, uh, Ole Miss coming off a tough game against Kentucky, Seems like a good spot to take the points with Vandy. Washington laying 14 against Arizona State. This is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Washington. Uh, and Arizona State's actually 12-4 and four since the year 2000 against Washington, the Huskies. So um, typically this is a tough trip for Washington to go play in Tempe in the desert. Uh, but I'm going to lay the 14. I don't know. I, I don't feel great about it. We'll, we'll put it that way. But I think DeBauer gets his team ready for a bounce-back spot. Um, Arizona State, obviously, they got like a high school football coach going out there. I, I don't know what's going on there, but that program's got a lot of turmoil. They kept it close with USC in a sleepy spot last week for the Trojans. Um, 
until they eventually got blown out late in the game. But they kept it close for a good like two and a half quarters. Uh, but I think Washington can really, really take take advantage of this this spot here. I'm, I'm going to lay the 14. Duke laying three against Georgia Tech. This is homecoming for Georgia Tech. They are off the big pit win last week. Um, and Georgia Tech won this game last year. Really, roster-wise, I think these two teams are fairly close to the same spot. But Duke, Mike Elko has Duke playing at a much higher level than their roster indicates. Um, I'm going to lay the three. This is a dangerous spot, though. I, sh- I should feel really good about this uh, with how well Duke has been playing. You know, one win for Georgia Tech shouldn't really move the needle for me all that much because whatever, but I don't know. You got an interim coach there that was a part of the Georgia Tech pro. I, th- I believe he played football at Georgia Tech. Uh, he's been a coach with Georgia Tech for a while now, this Brett Key. Um, I, I don't feel great going up against this interim coach here. I, I think the players have kind of bought in, uh, and the program has been embarrassed by what Jeff Collins was doing. So now that he's gone, they might be playing with a little chip on their shoulder, uh, liking to try to play some spoiler for for teams in the coastal, um, <clears throat> but but I'm gonna lay the points with Duke. I, I wish I felt better about it. I don't feel amazing about it. It should be a lock, but um, I don't know. I, I'm on it, and and I definitely definitely think that's the side to be on. Unless you're you're gonna get cute with the interim head coach there on the other side. North Carolina playing Miami, Miami minus four, Miami of Florida coming off the bye. Um, however, Mac Brown like kind of like really owns Miami. UNC's won three straight in this matchup. Um, I'm taking the four. This is a field goal game one way or another. Probably going to be a lot of points, not a whole lot of defense. Um, I don't know. North Carolina's looked like the better team outright, honestly, if you ask me. So I'm definitely taking the four points here. Uh, Western Kentucky playing UTSA, UTSA laying six and a half. UTSA won this game twice last year, including in the Conference USA Championship. And uh, they're about as good as they were last year, Western Kentucky. Uh, looking looking better than I thought they might, but they're not as good as they were last year. Um, I'm going to lay the the six and a half with UTSA. Not one of my like favorite, favorite plays of the week, but um, I, I don't know. I like it. I like that play. So... I'm going with it. Uh, Air Force minus 10 against Utah State. Air Force coming off the Navy game. Uh, Utah State won this game in a really crazy matchup last year. They should have lost. I remember I bet Air Force in this matchup, and uh, there was like all kinds of fumbles and shit at the end of the game. Air Force gave the game away to Utah State. Um, This one in Logan, like you'd think Utah State maybe gets chippy here again, but – Flat out, Utah State, I think they played good last week because it was kind of like the little brother matchup against BYU. BYU was in a uh, little look-ahead matchup spot for the game this week. So um, I still think Utah State, they're pretty bad. They turn over the ball a lot, which is not something you want to do against this Air Force team. I don't think they're going to be able to control this game at all. I think Air Force will have control of this game, whistle to whistle. I'm going to lay the 10 points. Wyoming laying a three and a half against New Mexico now. New Mexico won this game last year um, outright, and, and I think they can again. You're, you're getting a, a not great Wyoming team traveling on the road to play New Mexico, and you're catching more than a field goal. That's the key for me here. I think New Mexico could win outright, but I'm definitely taking anything over a field goal uh, with the Lobos at home. These are two very similar style teams. Uh, so, you know, to me, it's anyone's ball game here over a field goal. I'm, I'm going to take the points. James Madison laying 11 and a half on the road um, playing Arkansas State um, in Jonesboro. So 
uh, James Madison's shit wrecking everybody. <laughs> They're just rolling along this year, just coming up, strolling right into the FBS, making everybody their bitches. It's, it's pretty entertaining. But um, Arkansas State, I, I, I kind of say it every week, they suck, but they have one of the most talented rosters in the whole conference. There are a lot of young players. So as the season goes on, maybe they're going to be getting a little better, a little better, a little better under Butch Jones and uh, his players that I'm sure finding a lot of money there in Jonesboro. Um, I think Arkansas State can hang around in this game. I don't know that they win it, but I think they can hang around. I'm taking the 11 and a half points uh, with the Red Wolves. App State giving 19 to Texas State. App State really crushes this team every single time they play. Um do I feel crazy great about laying 19 on the road? No, nah, not really, but um, really bottom line, Texas State's god-awful. Jake Spavdol's going to get fired here soon. Um, App State's going to roll this game. It's just a question about how much. So I'm laying the points. Nothing crazy, though. Uh, Southern Miss playing Troy. Southern Miss coming off the bye. Troy, they did play this game last year. Troy won 21-9. to um, Now they're at home. I really think Troy's a really, really good team. It's just... I don't know. Southern Miss has been playing everybody close this year, and I, I think I'm just going to take the six and a half points. Um, it seems like they're worth it. So, uh, yeah, I haven't th- seen anything from Southern Miss to say otherwise. Like, I, you know, I thought they could be really good this year, and they're actually they're not like really good. You know, as far as like roster wise, I was like looking at some guys, and they got a lot of transfers, and I'm like this team might like be a sleeping giant. They could wake up this year and just. Just kind of go out there and shock people. And that's not really what they're doing, but they're just playing super close games. They got that win against Tulane on the road. Now, granted, that was a really good spot for them to get that win. Like, that was a tricky spot for Tulane coming off the K-State upset. Um, But I don't know. I I think they keep this game close. I'm going to take the six and a half points. UConn laying five on the road against FIU. That's uh, comfortable, right? (laughs) Uh, This is homecoming for UConn, UConn, or uh, for uh, FIU. UConn's coming off the win over Fresno State. This is a really dangerous game. I laid the five points, but I don't feel good about it. I don't suggest betting this game. Uh, UTEP at Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech coming off the bye. Second leg of a back-to-back for UTEP. Um, UTEP won this game 19-3 last year. Now I'm seeing Louisiana Tech laying three points. Um, I'm taking the points with UTEP. I I think they're the better team. So... um, Kind of surprised to see this line in favor of Louisiana Tech. They they haven't been good. Um, I, I'm taking the points with UTEP. I, I, I think the wrong team's favored. <laughs> that being said, like if UTEP was laying three, I would probably take Louisiana Tech in this game. But um, Louisiana Tech laying three seems weird, seems wrong. I'm going to take the three points with UTEP. Uh, Clemson laying 20 and a half against Boston College. Chestnut Hill. This is homecoming for Boston College. Thanks a lot, program, for scheduling our homecoming against fucking Clemson. Um, Clemson, this is a sandwich spot right in between NC State and FSU. Uh, Clemson only won this game by six last year, 19 to 13, and that was with Jerkovich out. This Boston College team has looked really, really bad so far this year, but they got a little life last week, and they beat Louisville. Now, Louisville's not a good team, but they did it. I don't know. This seems like a sleepy spot for Clemson. Seems like kind of the uh, Super Bowl scenario for Boston College. This is like their whole season. So I'm going to take the 20 and a half. Nothing I feel crazy about, but I'm taking the points. Washington State, the Cougs traveling to play the Trojans. USC um, out there in L.A., so... 
USC laying 13 points. They won this game 45 to 14 last year. They've won 11 of the last 13 matchups against Washington State. Um, but they have Utah on deck. And this Washington State team is pretty fucking good. Um, I think Washington State can keep this. I, I understand why the line is where it is. USC's really owned this team. But with this look-ahead spot, I, I like the Cougs to keep this within two touchdowns. So I'm taking the 13 points. Um, it could be a blowout. But I, I don't see it going that way. Um, Lincoln Riley's been known to look ahead sometimes. So I, I'm, I'm taking the 13. I feel all right about that one. South Here's a game I have no feel for. South Carolina at Kentucky in Lexington. Kentucky laying 10 and a half. Um, Kentucky won this game 16 to 10 last year. They won seven of the last eight. Um, Kentucky's obviously the much better team, but I don't I don't ever feel comfortable laying double digit points with uh, Kentucky against like any FBS team really. But um, I'm gonna lay the points with Kentucky, but it's nothing I feel good about at all. Um, if you have a feeling on that game and it's different than mine, go with it because this game I, I don't have a feel for. Army playing Wake Forest. Wake Forest giving 17. Wake won this game 70 to 56 last year. Shootout. Um, they're coming off the win at Doak Campbell playing Florida State. Wake just beat them. Uh, that was a dog I was on last week and, and it hit out right. So I felt good about that. Um, but I'm going to take Army getting the 17 here. I think they could control the clock enough in this game to slow Wake, Wake down a little bit. I mean, that's not the way it played out last year, but. This is a tough spot for Wake coming off that win. Coming off Clemson, the overtime game. Then you go down, you beat Florida State down to Doak Campbell. I feel like Army's catching them in a really good spot here. I think they're going to keep it within the 17. I kind of like that play. Uh, here's a play I really like, and I, I don't even understand the line, honestly. BYU against Notre Dame. It's in Allegiant Stadium. This is a, a neutral site. Um Catholics and Mormons, you're getting them down in Vegas. Anything can happen down there. A lot of religious regulations are going to be broken, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame favored by three and a half for some reason. Now, Notre Dame is off the bye, but BYU played Thursday last week, so they got a little extra rest too. Uh, Catholics and Mormons matchup. Notre Dame is 6-2 and two all-time in this game, but uh, I don't know. I, I just think BYU is flat out the much better team. I mean, not much better, but I would favor BYU by a field goal in this game at a neutral site. That's what I'm saying. So I think the wrong team is favored. I'm taking the points, and, and I'm, I'm definitely going to hit the money line too. I, you know, I'm not confident, confident that they win this game, but they should win this game. So uh, I'm rolling with BYU. I'm taking the three and a half for sure. K-State given two against Iowa State. This is farm again, ladies and gentlemen. Iowa State has won three of the last four in this matchup. Um, this is the, one of the toughest games of the week. I don't, do not, do not bet this game. Do not have a strong feeling in this game. I'm just telling you that right now. It's in Ames at night. Uh, Iowa state's not a bad football team this year. They're, they're okay. Um, Kansas state looks like a juggernaut. I, I don't know. This is just not a juggernaut, but they look like a pretty damn good team. This is, this is a really tough game. Anything can happen here. Um, I'm going to lay the two points with Kansas State. I do not feel great about it. My main justification is is Hunter Deckers, the quarterback for Iowa State, really sucks. Now, Iowa State's defense is really good. Matt Campbell's going to have a good plan for this game drawn up. Um, 
but it's just it's playing at Ames is so tough. They've they've kind of owned this series lately. This is a, this is a just a fucking tough game. Kansas State is the better football team here. They're giving two points. I'm going to lay it. I'm just telling you. I I I don't know. Anything could happen in this game. It's going to be a field goal game or somewhere around that. I wouldn't be surprised. A one point two point game. It's somewhere around that. Uh, one way or the other. So I'm just going with the better team. I don't suggest you confidently jump on board or go against. It's anybody's game here. Texas A&M plays Alabama. No, we're one game ahead. Uh, Iowa playing Illinois um, in Champaign. Illinois is length three and a half. Oh, boy. <laughs> Iowa won this game 33-23 to last year. They've won 13 of the last 14. Listen, the argument's there. Illinois just went and they beat Wisconsin. Um, and you could pretty much just use the same exact game plan to beat Iowa because they're basically the same fucking team. Uh, this is just one of those spots. I, I'm not. I'm not laying a, over three points in Illinois in this game. I'm not. So we'll put that out there right now. They're not winning by over a field goal. So I'm taking the points with Iowa. But also, I, I don't see Illinois, even with how the season's looking right now. I don't see Illinois going out and beating Wisconsin on the road. And then coming back and beating Iowa the next week. It's it's just not what Illinois as a program is all about. I'm taking the three and a half points with Iowa. I'm sprinkling on the money line. Um I, I just can't do it here. I can't I can't buy into Illinois that that much. Come on, man. So I I really like getting a, over a field goal with Iowa. Anything you get over a field goal with Iowa, I, I like it. I know they're inept on, on offense. They always are. Um I think they'll figure it out. So I'm taking the points here. Alabama minus 24 against Texas A&M. Um, Bryce Young being called day-to-day right now. I think he uh, probably sits this one out, but flat out, I think Jimbo Fisher's given Alabama, given Nick Saban way too much ammunition, pissing him off all the time. This is the second leg of a back-to-back for a and um, They beat Nick Saban last year, but Bama has won eight of the last nine here. Uh Flat out, I think Alabama's going to beat the shit out of this team. Um, you know, I I don't think either team's going to have their starting quarterback, but the drop-off between Bryce Young and the next guy is much bigger than the drop-off between, you know, all of the quarterbacks that suck on Texas A&M's roster. They're a team that should just find an athlete, put them out there, and, and let them run around because their quarterbacks suck. But anyway, um, I'm laying the 24 points with Alabama. I think this line's going to come down once the Bryce Young – uh news is released so there is that keep an eye for that but even even at 24 it's not a confident play but i'm gonna lay it because a&m's just jimbo's made it too much of a point to piss off alabama and these teams are separated by a lot (laughs) uh oregon laying 13 against arizona in tucson oregon won this game 41 to 19 last year they've won four of the last five but i kind of like the fire that this wildcats team's playing with under jed fish i'm taking uh the wildcats plus 13 Every time I see this game, I think of uh, the Dennis Dixon injury, the non-contact knee injury uh, for Dennis Dixon with Oregon against Arizona. Brady Leaf came in, and the uh, Chip Kelly's national championship hopes were dashed. Um, Dennis, Dennis Dixon was one of my favorite college football quarterbacks of all time, so it's a very vivid memory in my mind. I was in Columbus, Ohio, for the uh, Ohio State and Michigan game that week. Um yeah, I don't know. History lesson about my life, I guess. But uh, I'm taking Arizona plus the 13. Florida State 
going to Raleigh to play NC State. NC State, the Wolfpack, laying three. Um, NC State's won this game for the last five times. They won by two touchdowns, 28-14 to 14 last year. Uh, in Doak Campbell, I think they're flat out the much better team. I feel pretty good laying the three points. Um, I wouldn't be on the Florida State side of things here. I think I think NC State could really fuck this team up. So um, that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, Coastal Carolina laying 14 against ULM, Louisiana Monroe. Really shocking statistic. ULM is 3-1 and one straight up against Coastal Carolina since Coastal made the jump to the FBS. So that's really interesting. Now, Coastal did win this game 59-6 to last year, so there is that. But um, being on the road, uh, ULM, I think they're a little better than they are than they were last year. Coastal, even though they're undefeated, is clearly not as good as they've, as they've been the last couple of years. I'm taking the points with ULM, and I actually feel pretty good about it. I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. That they could win this game outright, honestly. So, uh, boogie night, let's get it done out there, ULM. Let's go, Terry Bowden. Um, Fresno State catching seven off of Boise State. This is homecoming for Boise, second leg of a back to back for Fresno. Um, Fresno's won three of the last four in this matchup, and I don't think we're gonna have Jake Hayner again. I don't think we're gonna have a laundry list of players here for uh, Fresno, but. I'm still taking the points because I'm not bought into Andy Avalos and this Boise team, but uh, nothing I feel super confident about, but I'll take the seven. San Diego State laying 20 at home against Hawaii. Hawaii's off the bye week. I don't care. I'm going to lay the 20 even with this completely inept San Diego State team. Fuck Hawaii. They suck. Oregon State minus seven uh, in Palo Alto against Stanford. Second leg of a back-to-back for Oregon State. They did win this game by 21 last year, 35-14. to Stanford had won the previous 11, but Stanford just continues to go downhill. Flat out, I don't think Stanford has any business in this game in the trenches. Oregon State's going to absolutely own the trenches. I'm going to lay the seven with the Beavers, and I feel all right about that one as well. So that is going to do it. That is my picks, the GCG's picks for week six. Protopapa will be getting his up here soon, uh, so keep an eye out for that today as well. Um, Good luck, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at GCG underscore wins. Uh, The podcast page is at Coastal Covers 24. Hope to see some interaction from you on there. Thank you, everybody that has been listening. Please tell a friend, um, and I will see you for the reaction show probably on Monday. Have a good weekend. Make some money, everybody. Take it easy.